Welcome back to Philosophy. Just wanted to give a little disclaimer. Maddie's audio is a little messed up and we're unsure why. But thanks for sticking with us and we'll get it fixed next week. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, let's hop in. Yeah, we have two very different um, weather. Different weathers. Different weathers. <laughs> different types of weather. Uh, yeah, Maddie has a blizzard and we have like a pre-fake summer, which will probably only last like a week and then we'll get Dude, like fake, random fake, snow again. Or fake spring. Nothing fake, like fake, fake spring, spring in yeah. Ohio. <laughs> um, yeah, we have got got a pretty good amount of snow last night and then it's been snowing today as well. And yeah, it's not too bad. I'm really excited because I'm going skiing this weekend again. Um, and hopefully the powder is pretty nice. But I think in light of our topic, we should hop into trash time. My trash is that I gave myself food poisoning this week <laughs> by neglecting to check an expiration date of something in my fridge. And I ate it. And I was sick within 30 minutes. And my roommate took care of me. And it was really embarrassing. Because you know when some people are like, oh, yeah, I got food poisoning. It's like, oh, no, what'd you eat? And it's like, oh, I had, like, Italian or like I had Indian or I had bad like, chicken Mexican. tenders. Like it's always, yeah. Like it's, it's always like something that you go to a restaurant and you eat. Okay. Nope. This is my own fucking fault. And I paid the price and it was horrible. That um, happened in an episode of, uh, uh, Abbott elementary. Yeah. There's no bueno on that one. It was the same thing. Um, like she's a teacher. She like made a sandwich. It sat out too long and she was like, Oh, I'll eat it anyway. And not the same exact thing, but like, <laughs> She, like, it, my, it was a sandwich for me, though. Yeah, she, like, made the decision. <laughs> yeah, it was not, not good. But my recycle is that I meal prepped my um, vegan uh, sweet potato chili. It's, like, one of my favorite recipes. And I basically ate that all week. And then I had Greek with my friends, and my friends are gluten and vegan. Or gluten-free and vegan, sorry. So we had um, these, like, Greek pinwheels with... Um, uh, vegan tzatziki sauce and um, vegan feta and a bunch of veggies and we had gluten-free wraps and everything. So I feel like I ate really clean this week and did my best not to like clog up anything in my throat or in my stomach just with everything that had happened. And I actually felt pretty good this week with what I ate. I think I only actually ate meat once this week. Nice. And it was like some sausage with some pasta, but otherwise it was like mostly um, vegan or at least vegetarian. So felt pretty good and my body thanked me for it. So yeah, I think I'm going to try to do that. Sorry, that was my recycle if I didn't make that clear. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is try to make meals throughout the week and maybe only eat meat like once per week, mm. if that makes yeah, sense. For sure. My trash is we are 
We're not doing HelloFresh anymore after this week. Um, I still love Hello. Really? Yeah, I still love HelloFresh. Um, and like I would love for them to be a sponsor someday. Like I would love to do, you know, content for them. I really don't have anything bad to say about it necessarily. Uh we just um want to save a little bit of money. Uh, mm. but it gave us like a really strong foundation of like like good meals to cook. I feel like we both have become really like uh proficient chefs. <laughs> I think yeah. we've both, it's good because yeah, liked it a lot. But did you do you have the recipe cards though? From Hello? Uh, no, we, I pretty much know them by heart. <laughs> but that's fair because you did it for a while. I was just saying, like with HelloFresh, you get to keep the recipe cards. Yeah. So then, like you can, if you, yeah. yeah, like if you decided to stop, then you still have all the recipes, and you just go get what you need. Right. So and, and it's um, nice though that you have it memorized. The new thing we're using, it's just an app that helps you meal plan and then sends it right to the Kroger app, the grocery app. Um, and mm-hmm. then it, yeah, you just either have it delivered or you pick it up. So, um, yeah. Any guesswork I can take out of it helps. And it helps to save money when you go to the grocery store so you're not just like aimlessly searching for things. Uh, Dude, my recycle, that's the worst. Right? My recycle is I drink an Olipop in the shower today because I showered like midday. And <laughs> definitely going to do that again. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hop into the topic. It's not going to be a super extremely long episode, but um, we just have been thinking about this topic for a while and wanted to do more of a philosophical episode for you. So yeah, we're going to be talking about like, as you could tell by the title, <laughs> like capitalism, anarchism, <laughs> uh, but just how everything's kind of just made up. <laughs> yeah. So I was reading this article and it started out with um, a quote from John Jacques Rousseau, which if you're going to read it like an English person, it would be Jean Jacques. <laughs> I think it's funny. But anyway, <laughs> that person, Jean, uh, had this quote, when the people shall have no more to eat, they will eat rich. And I think that kind of plays into this like, capitalist theme that we're doing today of how like there are some very 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 large inequalities in our economic system right now there's an entire housing crisis that is going on we had like a hunger games themed met gala which felt all too real like i just think that i know it was a hunger games themed but it was giving hunger games yeah um for sure. I just think that a lot of things recently have been pointing to the fact that like we live in a system that is going to continue to um allow like the rich to rise and it's going to continue to oppress those who haven't been as fortunate or are stuck in situations where there there's stagnant wages and literally just a fucking middle-class person is just not, not rising, not rising to the level of this consumerism, capitalistic fucking system, this game, the simulation, stupid. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just talking about another philosopher who has thoughts on this, who was well known for being an anarchist, um, Proudhon, uh, 
he said, justice is the central star which governs society, the pole around which the political world revolves, the principal and regulator of all transactions. Nothing takes place between men save in the name of right, nothing without the invocation of justice. Um, justice, nothing else. That's the alpha and omega of my argument. That's what he would say. Um, anarchy is the state of disorder due to absence or non-recognition of authority or other controlling systems. Anarchism is the organization of society on the basic of voluntary cooperation or basis of voluntary cooperation without political institutions or hierarchy of government. Um, we're not, you know, we're not saying it, we agree with everything he says. It's just interesting to think about like a world with no government. Like what? Yeah. You know, what's interesting about like, people always use this, the term anarchy in the context of like chaos, like uh, the purge, you Pro know, like it's protest. just complete anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, it's, it's just anarchy. And I think like when you read the definition of that, which is just like the absence of government, the absence of rulers and just mm -hmm. this, um, the goal would be for peaceful cooperation. Yeah. Um, it's really, really interesting to think about how just the simple definition can be skewed into something so disgusting because it's not favored in the current economic system that we abide by, essentially, that we obey, that we were falling into. Mm. A quote that I heard recently, I think I shared on the podcast already, but it's like, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We settle at the level of our systems. And we are settling at this level of capitalism and it could be favorable for some people, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's not that favorable for a lot of people my age right. who are single and just getting into the workforce and maybe have debt from college and struggling to find an apartment that's reasonable and not wanting to have roommates until you're 30. Like it's hard. It, it's, it's super hard. And like, all the prices are going up and the inflation and the interest of things, yet our, our wages are not supporting that. Mm -hmm. And then the government proceeds to give so much money to other countries instead of solving homelessness in America. Like, uh, um, I'm not saying there's one right way, but I don't, don't favor the current system. That's what I'm saying. People who say that money can't buy happiness definitely don't understand what it's like to struggle with money <laughs> yeah because like some of the things that make humans the most happy like being able to spend time with family going on trips and you know buying things like food and uh you know things that entertain us and doing fun yeah. hobbies like those things that keep the world from going crazy cost money i have an anonymous story about a child at my school um, who just had a birthday and I was talking with her parents and they're like, yeah, all she wanted for her birthday was to go to a steakhouse. And they're like, money has been pretty good for us recently. So we're going to take the day and we're going to be able to do some fun things with her. And they were able to bring like cupcakes in to celebrate her birthday. And it, it was just like, it was just really sweet because you think about a whole thing of cupcakes, like that shit's expensive. 
especially for my class size or for our class size at my school, which is like 48 people, 48 kids, you're buying 50 cupcakes, you know? Um, It's just, I don't know. And like you hear stories or even if you're living in a city, you're seeing people that are houseless and struggling that are, um, you know, just really hopeful of any opportunity they could get to receive some type of money or food or or anything supplies and you, and you feel like, Oh man. And it's like, I want to be grateful for the bed that I have and that I'm sitting in an apartment right now in a different city than I grew up with or a a different city than I grew up in. Like I want to be grateful for those things. Acknowledge that there are people that are also very, very struggling. And that would be like, in a, a lower social or a lower economic status than I am, but I still am able to identify the fact that I am struggling. Right. That it's not, per, it's not good for me either. You know, Yeah, it's like the, it reminds me of the movie parasite, just the huge contrast mm. between oh, two, God. Yeah. Um, like classes basically. But um, something else I took away from the video about Prudon was the idea of property. And who actually owns things. Um, The earth is given to all of us. So portioning it up must wrong no one. And it also said like, Mm. if the the first occupants have occupied everything, what are the newcomers to do? What will become of them? Having an instrument with which to work, but no material to work on. Like, uh, it's so, it's so interesting. It goes back to the whole like idea of like, everything is made up. Everything is fake. Not, not actually like, Obviously, we have science and we have things that have been proven. But like Maddie and I were talking before we got on here, like who decided who gets what land and why did they get to decide and why are the systems and systems still in place that were created then? And why did someone just decide like, oh, America's mine and who decided to make a government and who decided that girls wear these clothes and boys wear these clothes? and that these colors are gendered and that there are things that are girly and boyish and who decided that like shoes look the way they do and purses look or like the a way hair they color do is and, professional or isn't right. Professional. A hairstyle even, um, or what, what jobs have more value, uh, um, or honor versus what jobs make like more money and less money. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, it's so weird. What bodily functions are like have such a negative and nasty connotation, right? Even like women with periods, mm-hmm. and it's just like cool. So you're just gonna like be grossed out by half of the fucking population because they bleed. Yeah, like right. really. Yeah, that that makes sense to you. Like, there's just so many things that are set in place by people before us regurgitating the same fucking message over and over and over and over. And again. a lot of people don't question anything, and we're just supposed to accept it. That's the thing, though. Like, I just think that humans were made to constantly evolve, obviously, but also to just question things. I don't think we should ever just go out, go throughout life just being like, what's the word? There's a word for it. Basically, like, like nonchalant, like, um, yeah, like go, going, like letting through, it bypass. Yeah, going through life and just letting life lackadaisical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say so. Um, 
I think we're meant to question systems and make things better mm-hmm. and learn from mm-hmm. mistakes and like not just be stagnant. Um, I don't know. I think that's like imperative for our growth as a, as humankind. I don't know. There was, um, I'm going to bring up Karl Marx as well in this episode, <laughs> who was a German philosopher, writer, and I guess the coin, the, the coin man of Marxism. So Karl Marx did not what like was not for capitalism and even said that capitalism would inevitably destroy itself, that there would be a revolution or like a coup of the oppressed of the um, like lower, the lower economic status, like anyone who kind of belonged to that would end up basically creating a revolution among or against the rich. Like this, um, quote that I mentioned in the beginning, like when the people shall have no more to eat, they will eat the rich. So kind of going into each other. And he also had this really powerful quote. He said, just as man is governed in religion by the products of his brain. So in capitalism, he is governed by the products of his own hands. Like we are given value or not given value based on what we're producing and what we're doing in this capitalistic society. And kind of going back even to like the American dream and like what you're doing for yourself, what you're making of yourself is the, is the, is the story that you leave behind and it's the land that you get to buy and the houses you get to create and the family that you get to rise up with the money that you've earned, you hardworking man, let's do it. It's like, ah, yeah, you're governed by the products of your own hands, dude. And you're just going to run yourself into the ground. Like work hard, get rich to, but to what expense? Like mental health for sure. Who just like, yeah. it's all made up. Who decided we were going to work five days out of the seven days. Right. Yeah. Who decided that like a week is a week and these are the names of the days. The Sabbath and- is the Sabbath. <laughs> I know it does have to do with, um, a little bit to do with like us um astronomy but Mm -hmm. still it's just it's crazy like yeah like why didn't we why didn't we have a four-day weekend instead of a what's a weekend like (laughs) yeah true Uh, in this um article i was reading by the guardian it did a study it compared a study done in 2010 to 2018 and it basically was a study to see like how many or what the percentage of young Americans saw capitalism as favorable. And in 2010, nearly 70% of young Americans were like, yeah, it's favorable. But as of 2018, eight years later, less than 50%. So it's definitely gone down. Like this, these young Americans, I guess like your millennial, your millennial or whatever it is, are, are finding that it's very difficult and maybe not as favorable as it used to be based on the systems. And also in this article, um, it said like workers in the U S are not getting poorer. Like workers in the U S are just getting richer they're getting richer and richer and richer. And it's continuing to create the gap between people who are struggling to find a job that doesn't have a stagnant wage or is willing to create a pay pay raise for them, or that is able to live in an area that is safe or that is, 
you know, have their child get an education that is like beneficial. Like there's so many factors that go into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And can I keep going? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So in this article as well, it talked about solutions to fix co- capitalism. Mm-hmm. I've also said communism, sorry. Nah. Um, like ways to fix it, things that we could do. And these were just some of the ideas that I plucked out that were I thought were really cool. One of them is high quality child care. And to have high quality child care, that means paying child care providers better, paying them more money and giving them an education or a just a service or a support system that is of quality and that is safe, you know? Um, cause a lot of like working people don't trust certain childcare systems or don't know where to send their child or there aren't enough. And then they've mm-hmm. like run out of fucking preschool space, like just stuff like that. It shouldn't be an issue. Um, also the cost and, of housing wasn't so expensive. Yeah. And the cost then of you'd be living, able to afford. Yeah. Well, yeah. If the cost of living wasn't so high, then we wouldn't have to need that much money. It's just the whole we're mm, we just keep getting more screwed as the years go on because the gap between pay versus um, the cost of living is just keeps getting yeah. wider. Like the minimum wage isn't raising with the inflation and people who say like, well, we had it really hard back then to, it's like, actually, yeah, you did. But like the, the gap was smaller, the gap was smaller. And mm-hmm. there are, there are, hundreds and hundreds of studies and literal factual information backing that up to show the actual statistics of the gap. Like people, it it is, it is harder to make a living now because Mm -hmm. of inflation and how things have changed economically. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot to tell you. I think I might've told you, I don't, I didn't say it on the podcast when we were at my uncle's funeral. Somebody behind us, or my uncle's son was saying, like, just talking about how he got married and he, he he was recounting the story of my uncle's life, talking about how he got married and how he got a house and all the stuff. And he was saying, like, he couldn't afford the house. So he, like, got in touch with the construction company and they were like, hey, well, you can help paint other houses until you can uh, work enough to, like... Basically, what, what what would equal enough work to get a home? Mm. And some old man behind me was like, kids these days would never do that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> if you told me after my, af- after my husband and I work our jobs every day that I could go and paint other houses for a couple hours for like a, a year and then be given a home. You're saying I wouldn't do that? You're saying that if it was that easy, I wouldn't do it? Like, I'm so sorry. Do you know how much it costs to live right now? I'm sure that that man probably pays like $600 to $700 a month, if not nothing, because his home's probably paid off because he bought it for a handshake and a goat in 1970. (laughs) Like, Uh I'm so sorry. Just the – they're so out of touch. And this is not me shitting on the – 
older generations, it's just like they they truly are a lot of them out of touch with what's actually happening and how much things cost. Like my grandparents are very knowledgeable because they actually just bought a new home a couple like two years ago because they moved across the country. But I'm like so many people, the people who are like making laws for our country are like so out of touch. And like the other thing I was talking to my mom about, like why do we have a retirement age, but people in government positions don't retire? Like there is no mm. reason, there is no reason why we should have anybody running our government over the age of 80. Like not only just yeah. for them, like they need to retire and just enjoy the rest of their life. But like, there's no reason why the age is 35 and we have 80 and 90 year olds in power running our country who. No, truly. Uh, like, and why are we having two white males that are in their seventies and eighties as no, they're both, a presidential they're, they're, they're candidate? Eighties. Yeah. 80s. As presidential candidates. And you're telling me like a 40 year old woman can't rap, can't do the job. And there's I'm the telling argument, you she can. She, the she can do it better. Of, like wisdom and stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, a 60 year old person is wise. Why do why do we have to have an 80 year old person? Yeah. Like, like again, it's true. Not I'm not saying like old people need to like. I, I love I love elderly people. I have I personally love so many. <laughs> old elderly people are people. cool, I guess. <laughs> but like, not only like again, like I said, like not only do they deserve to like stop working, but like the whole most of the country like aims to retire by 60 or 70 like why are we still electing officials that are that yeah. old so i i want to i want to shine light on the couple things that you just said and the irony of it all the irony of uh, it. a couple minutes ago you mentioned the cost of living let's just break down the definition of the cost of living the cost to live the price it is to live a life or, or to survive, literally the price to survive. That's what that means. And when you have the price to survive, it is so high and you have a stagnant wage or a wage that is not like even fucking comparable or, or, or sufficient in the market that we currently live in. Like, like just the the phrase itself is kind of like gut wrenching uh, when I when you think about it of just how expensive it is, um, and another thing too what you mentioned, um, you said that they they deserve to retire they deserve to stop working, and it's like if we were able to function in this society, work the amount that we felt our body was able to do. Um, maybe like pick up a little bit of what Spanish culture is doing and take a nap in the afternoon and like really pride ourselves in the relationships that we have and the social aspect of everything work a decent amount, but not too much where we live to, you know, work and to enjoy things and not just work to be able to live. I think that the whole like, oh yeah, you deserve to retire. You've been at it for so long it wouldn't even be a phrase that leaves our mouths anymore. It would just be like, oh yeah, it's like time. it's time, you know, cool. Like why do we have to like work so, 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 so much 
to put money into a fucking retirement account so that we can live hopefully for like 20 more years once we stop working and be able to afford things. Like it's a really fucked up system when you think about it. And another thing from this article that I really liked um, as a solution to like just kind of even aid this capitalist crisis a little bit was um, a commuter credit, like being able to have credit or to get paid to get to go to work or to not have to pay to go to work. Like if you're self-employed, you can do like a tax write-off on your gas of what you're traveling. Like my dad does that for his business. And then like he gets a tax write-off on all of his gas and it's really nothing to him. And that's awesome for someone that's self-employed. But what about me who travels to work every day? Or what about someone who has to go on a train and buy Mm -hmm. a fucking a pass to go or people who ride the bus and then still have to have a bus pass. It's like, why do we even have to pay for those things to get to work, to make the money, to pay for a pass, to pay for groceries, to pay for the children that we have to feed? Like nothing in this entire system supports the fact that like you could like limp your way through it and still be happy. It also comes to the conversation of like whether to have children or not. I saw this girl yeah. who got completely just obliterated online because she she responded to somebody talking about how it's impossible to have children now. And she's like, actually, it's not. I'm one of 11 children and my parents blah, 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 blah. And she goes on. Ah. Her name's Emma. You guys should check her out. <laughs> Um, if you just look up her Emma, name is Emma, this is her social security number. If you look up life, if you look up Emma, 11 <laughs> kids, it'll come up on TikTok. But she was just Stop. like, you can no, but you guys should go listen to her rant because like she was talking about how like her parents made it work. So you can, but I'm like, here's the thing. If I want to have kids, I don't want to just make it work. Like right. I want to have kids and know that I'll be able to provide for myself and my children comfortably. And if not, I'm not having children. Sorry. Like, <laughs> that shouldn't even be controversial. Like, oh, you're not having kids because you can't afford it? Oh, well, you can make it work. Children are a gift <laughs> to the world. Like, you just need to make it work. You'll figure it out. It's like, I don't want Your job to, as a woman is to breed. Right. I don't want to have to figure it out. Like, I want it to be like, this is a logical next step in my life that I can take because I'm financially able to. Like, that seems more mm-hmm. responsible to me than just like I'm having kids because like I just want to I just want to repopulate because my eggs are my eggs are going to dry up soon and I just have to take advantage of this opportunity like people always say like you're never going to be ready for kids you're never going to be financially um like comfortable or ready mm-hmm. for children it just kind of happens to you and you make it work that's what they always say my sister-in-law was like, the first person to tell me well my mom has kind of told me this too but like my sister-in-law was like the first person like close to my age who was like, no, like there will be a time like you'll know if you're ready. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, and there might not be. And that means I shouldn't have kids. Yeah. I just, I'm just telling you right now, like I just, I'm not ready for that phase of my life. I can't afford it. If I'm to be honest with you, but also like, well, you'd be a single mother right now. uh, Yes. I'm just saying like, it's my decision. Right. Like, exactly. Who decided again, if this, if this whole society and this setting and these systems are made up around us, who the fuck decided that it's my job as a young woman to have a 
home and to have a husband and to have a child? And who decided that if I didn't want to do that, then that's wrong? Like, I'm tell I would. It's so hard dating, specifically me, oh, and the man. things that I want in this world. I really don't give a fuck about having a home base. I tell people all the time that I want to live like out of the United States and I want to travel around. And they're like, oh, that's going to be so nice for a couple of years. And then you can come back to America and you can settle down. And I'm like, yeah. It's because people, we all, as as humans, we're wired to um, go back to what we're comfortable with and what we know. So if someone's never experienced that, then of course they're going to think like, oh, well, they'll probably just end up like me because this is what I did and this is what worked. Like people just, if you go outside of like the, status quo of like what somebody is used to, then it's hard for anyone to relate to that. Now, if you go and do that and you're successful with it and you come back and tell them like, yep, I'm just here visiting for a holiday. I'm happily living in Europe. I'm not coming back. It's going to be like, oh, interesting. Like, wait, that was an option for me all along. Because people don't know their options unless they're presented with them. A lot of people don't go off the path. Or they just assume. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't go off the path and create something new for themselves. A lot of people just, again, go with what the person did in front of them. And that's totally fine if that's what makes you comfortable Mm -hmm. and happy. But if somebody wants to do something different, let them. And don't judge me or make it seem like I'm a reckless person or something. Like, I can promise you right now, I am going to have a really fulfilled life and it's, it's, and who knows that could be, you know, me and my partner buy a house in Arizona, settle down and do the thing could, could be that, but I just don't feel that I want those things. I just, I just want to see the world and I want to do things and I'll decide what's good for me when it when it's ready. Yeah. Um, I don't know, guys. The whole point of this episode wasn't just to like shit on the s- systems that we have. We, yeah, at it is. Some point. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I just we I probably sound that, like, like some angsty teenagers, but like guys, we're just preaching to the choir. I don't know. There's nothing we can even do about it. Well, there is. We can vote with our money. We can make sure we're shopping small. We can make sure that we are supporting small businesses. That we're not we're not like. Ordering from large companies like Amazon. Amazon is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Amazon sometimes is the only option. And I get it, guys. I get it. But like really – you really, we really do vote with our money. We vote with our money by who we donate to, who we buy from, like the, the jobs mm. we have. Like um, so that, that is something we can do. We vote, with, we vote by voting. <laughs> yeah. But um, you're right. Like the – just like – on the same tone as our sustainability episode last week, like you do have the autonomy to make a choice and to contribute to the system or make choices that are good for you that may not fall in line with the system where you're still operating and you're not like an outcast necessarily, or you're not like, Oh, yep. I'm an anarchist. Like I'm not saying that, but I think it's important to recognize like, huh, this system really doesn't benefit everybody. And I'm going to do what I have to do to, you know, like fucking pull the guts out of it, pull the things that benefit me and put my money where it matters and try to support myself and do what I can to make a change. I don't know. Yeah. And we have tons to learn on this topic, but so does everybody else. 
Nobody knows how to do it perfectly. Nobody I think knows. there really is no perfect yeah. system. Someone there's always going to be someone who doesn't benefit, and that sucks. And it's That's all made up. Part. It's all just made. It's up. all made up, baby. It's my new life quote. I think that's one of my new philosophies. My one of my new pillar philosophies. It's all just. It's all made up. Made up. Um. Anyways, well, when guys, you have that philosophy, one more thing. When you have that philosophy of like it's all made up, then you do kind of settle into this really comfortable position of like I'm just an ant in like floating on this earth. That's a floating rock that's in the middle of this galaxy in the midst of other galaxies like you kind of just realize how small you are and at the end of the day not like in a selfish way like just do what you want but also like just do what you want like it's your life yeah do what makes you happy and stop stop settling at the systems of other people or the opinions of other people like rise to the level of your goals rise to the things that you want to do and that are achievable for you and if it makes you happy to like work hard get rich then do it, dude. Try your best. Just go, go out swinging. But if you don't want to do that and you want to be a nomad or do different, like just do what you fucking want. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah, I personally would Thanks, like guys. to be rich. So or get rich then <laughs> or power to you. I personally would love to uh, be able to buy another car someday. <laughs> mm. Hey, I just did. I would not, I would not classify myself as rich. It just took a very long time to save. I said another car. You know? <laughs> it, uh, yeah, true. Uh, or I will find myself a sugar daddy. Let's move on to the media mailbox, shall we? <laughs> our next episode, how to find a sugar daddy. How to find a sugar daddy. Um, or a sugar mommy. Okay, media mailbox. Okay, mine is a short, dainty little quote that I found on TikTok. TikTok. It's coming from a source. It's called Are You Okay 50? That's the account. And it said, send this to the first person you think of. Why not? Are you going to read the same fucking thing? No, I did have it pulled up, but I won't read it now. I have something else, too. That's hilarious. Um, you sent it to me. So. It says, yeah, growing through it by Charlotte Freeman. I hope you are learning to give yourself the credit you deserve. I hope you are beginning to recognize just how strong you are for pulling yourself through each and every difficult time in your life. I hope you allow this realization to walk with you alongside any obstacles or roadblocks you might encounter along your journey. I hope you know just how capable you are and that no matter how challenging a situation may seem, you have the courage to keep moving, keep growing, and to keep healing. I hope you can look in the mirror and say, I'm proud of you and really mean it. And above all, I hope you realize just how incredible you are and just how much you deserve your own love. Proud of you guys. And to be able to look at yourself and say, yeah. I'm proud of you. That's big. Like that's big, big, big right there. Mm -hmm. That's my challenge to you this week is every day you look at yourself in the mirror, you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you're brushing your teeth at night, smile at yourself and say, I'm proud of you. And I swear, you create a habit. I think it's like 21 days to set a habit. If you just start doing that, like, I think you'll feel that in your soul too, that you're really, really proud of yourself. Yeah. I love it. My um, media mailbox is, the book I'm reading is called A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. And it's the best book I've ever read in my whole life. 
And I have two quotes from it um, about friendship. And the first one is when this character is talking to a kid he is tutoring who is lonely and says he doesn't have any friends. And the character who is talking to him, I don't want to give anything away, so I'm not even going to say the name of the character or anything, but the character talking to him has had a really hard life and it took him a long time to find friends. And, but he finally did. And he, he says to the boy, like, you won't understand what I mean now, but someday you will. The only trick of friendship, I think, is to find people who are better than you. Not smarter, not cooler, but kinder and more generous and more forgiving. And then to appreciate them for what they can teach you and to try to listen to them when they tell you something about yourself. No matter how good or bad it might be. And to trust them, which is the hardest thing of all, but the best as well. And then the other quote is, friendship was witnessing another's slow drip of miseries and long bouts of boredom and occasional triumphs. It was feeling honored by the privilege of getting to be present for another person's most dismal moments and knowing that you could be dismal around them in return. Like, mm-hmm. this book is life-changing. Like, incredibly sad, but it's, and it's, like, really, really long. It's, like, over 800 pages, but I'm zipping through it. Damn. Like, I'm like reading it really fast for considering how long it is, but it is, it's gut wrenchingly beautiful and it, it covers the topics of like, um, LGBT, um, poverty, adoption, and like the, the, um, uh, foster care system uh, mm. finding a chosen family. It talks about like becoming successful, um, going through different careers and relationships. It talks about friendship. It talks about like true love with, within a family. Um, it talks about like the, um, entertainment industry and just like New York and the wage gap. It's, it's like, Oh, it's so good. And it's about four guys and it kind of talks about like their whole life being friends and touches on how Hmm. they became the way they are. And it's, it's just so, it's so good. So I highly recommend it to everyone, except there are some trigger warnings of like self-harm. So if you're sensitive to that or going through something like that, I'd probably stay clear until you feel like you're ready. But other than that, like, it's a very, very, really good, very, very, really good book. (laughs) Very, very, very. <laughs> it's a really good book. You should really read it. Good. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, you can use our code philosophy uh, for ten percent off Osea products. Um, make sure to leave us a rating and review. Um, send this to a friend, and have a great week. Yeah, we love you, and we will see you next week on. Philosophy. Philosophy. See ya!